0: You might already know that we're very proud to be a part of Kids Listen, a group of awesome kids' podcasts and people. This month, Tumble is joining in with other Kids Listen shows to tackle the theme of family trees. We're calling it Kids Listen Sweeps.
1: You can hear episodes about family trees from the perspective of science, history, literature, nature, and storytelling. We'll have links to the other shows on our website. You'll definitely want to check them out when you finish listening.
0: You'll also want to vote to name our whale shark. Woo! MXA 130 needs a new nickname.
1: Mixie 13 isn't cutting it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks to everyone who made suggestions for us, we now have a poll up on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash tumblepodcast.
1: You don't have to be a patron to vote, but you might want to consider joining these awesome new patrons. Aubrey and Freya McCormick from Asheville, North Carolina. Rita, Alex, and Lucas from Seoul, South Korea, which is very far. Mateus and Johan Thomas Warner. And a special thanks to Chimpanzee, a Spanish speaking chimp puppet who likes to listen to our podcast.
0: Thanks so much for your support. Keep listening for our Family Trees episode. Hi, I'm Lindsay.
1: And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery.
0: Today, we're climbing up the family tree to find our primate relatives.
1: Scientists are using the fossil record to uncover family mysteries because we can't find them on Ancestry.com.
0: Our listener Elena wrote in and wants to know, who were the first primates and how long ago did they live? Were they our great-great-great-grandparents?
1: Unfortunately, we couldn't get in touch with Elena by email after she sent in this amazing question.
0: But Elena, this is for you. For you, I took a field trip to a place that's chock-full of fossils. Hello. Chris, I'm Lindsay. Nice to meet nice you, to Lindsay. Come on in. This is Chris me. Kirk is a professor of anthropology at the University of Texas Austin who studies ancient primates. He's promised to answer Elena's question, but first, he's showing me around the vertebrate paleontology lab.
1: Oh, so that means that they study fossils of animals with spines. Crabs and insects and squishy things apply elsewhere.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> This lab is a massive storehouse of fossils that have been discovered over the past hundred years or so.
2: And so you can see we have rows and rows of steel cases in the collections area. And if I open one of them up, what you can see are many, many drawers. And within these drawers are many, many fossils. i just pull one out for you.
0: The cases are like filing cabinets that you'll have to use a stepladder to reach the top of but the things they hold are small, delicate, and mind-blowingly old.
2: Here is a single tooth and a little bit of jaw from a deer-like animal that lived about 42 million years ago. Wow. These just
0: look like pebbles, like they're just tiny little fragments.
2: You might be able to recognize this one a little bit better. This is a little teeny lower jaw with a single tooth in it. Unfortunately, that tooth is so busted up, I can't quite tell
1: what it is. (laughs) Somehow, I'm not too surprised that a tooth that's 42 million years old is pretty busted up. I know mine are 36, and they're not in the best condition.
0: Well, it's very rare to find fossils that old, in perfect condition. Paleontologists and anthropologists like Chris are more likely to find fragments of bone than a perfect skeleton.
1: So it's like they have to find these tiny puzzle pieces from all around the world and they don't know what the picture is on the box.
0: Yes, but the puzzle is the evolution of primates, the group all of us humans are a part of.
2: Primates is our group that uh, includes monkeys, apes, humans, lemurs, bush babies, tarsiers, and things like that.
0: Finding fossils is just the beginning of a long process of discovery.
2: We spend you know, hours and hours and hours and hours in the field collecting fossils. Then we have to sort through what we collect. We have to prepare it. That means we have to fix anything that's broken.
0: In the lab, Chris and his team carefully clean the fossils.
1: So that's not what paleontologists are doing in the movies, like where's all the swinging from vines and uh, avoiding poison darts.
0: Yeah, I think the director cuts those (laughs) scenes of the painstaking time in the lab.
2: Uh, For every hour we have a crew in the field, there may be 10, there may be 100 hours here in the lab working with those materials, getting them ready to study. But what I'm about to show you are two of the absolute gems of the collection.
0: Amazing. Let's go see that. Chris takes me to a special drawer, apart from the huge steel cases.
2: I'm pulling out uh, a few of our fossil primates uh, to show you.
0: He pulls out two cardboard boxes, so small and light he can hold them in his fingers. Yeah, or they look like a jewel box, like you would have some earrings in there.
2: Yeah, one of them's even been spray-painted bronze. But I, I open it up, and inside each of these, we have the skull of a fossil primate.
0: When he opens the box, it's like we're looking into the sarcophagus of a mummy. The skulls are both resting in a custom mold. Unlike what I'd seen earlier, they're in really good condition.
2: You can see... These beautiful little teeth preserved like little jewels.
0: The specimens have names based on their genus. Runia and Margarita. When Chris lifts them out, it scares me how delicate they are. Can, and can we just say, like, these are tiny little skulls. You can hold them between your forefinger and thumb.
1: Would you believe it if I told you that these are giant honking
0: primates? <laughs> no.
1: Wait, so when did these giant honkin' primates live?
0: 38 million years ago, during a time period called the Eocene, when Texas was a tropical forest.
1: I wonder if it was as hot then as it is now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Most of what I find uh, in the Eocene of West Texas is really small, you know, about the size of a rat. Uh, I have a geologist friend who teases me that I like to go look for monkey rats.
0: Chris didn't find these particular monkey rats himself. They were discovered back in the 1960s and 70s.
1: If the animals look like rats, how do we know that they're primates and not just, you know, rats?
2: One of the most recognizable things that makes a primate a primate, anybody can see this at the zoo, is all primates have forward-facing eyes. You know, when Runia lived 38 million years ago, here's a fossil primate that had forward-facing eyes, just like you and me and all other primates that are alive today.
0: I'm still getting over that this thing right in front of us is 38 million years old.
2: Right, 38 million years old, that's, that's pretty old, but if you consider that... Uh, the earliest primates in the fossil record. uh, It's a a fossil genus called Teardina that's about 56 million
1: years old. Wait, so Rooney and Margarita aren't the oldest primates?
0: No, far from it. They're 20 million years younger than the oldest known primate, a species that was as small as a mouse with big round eyes and a long tail.
1: Sounds really
0: cute.
2: And that is
1: going to be the earliest definite primate in the fossil record. So that is the answer to Elena's question. I'm going to go get that critter into Ancestry.com and it will be everyone's oldest relative. Great grandpa monkey rat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great, 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 great.
1: Like a lot of greats, like a couple million of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know, but not exactly. What Chris said is that it's the earliest definite primate in the fossil record that means it's the oldest primate that scientists know about
1: oh i see so there could be older primates it's just we haven't found them yet
0: right and the question of who were the first primates and when and how they evolved is a mystery that involves the extinction of dinosaurs
2: The answer, based on genetic estimates, is probably about the same time most of the non-avian, or all non-avian dinosaurs were killed in a mass extinction uh, called the Chicxulub impact. This was about 66 million years ago.
0: The first primates appeared on the scene right after the dinosaurs were killed?
1: Sometime right around then. So an asteroid hit the Earth, wiped nearly everything off the planet, and then our family pops up. That is kind of suspicious. How do we know the monkeys aren't responsible for the asteroid?
0: (laughs) Well, scientists don't deal in conspiracy theories about monkeys and space (laughs) objects. They're actually dealing with genetic evidence. They get that evidence by diving into the genes of primates that are alive today and comparing them to mammals that are closely related to us. And they're looking for that moment when primates branched off the family tree from other mammals.
1: So they're looking for our common ancestor, our mutual great-great-great-great-great-etc. Grandparent. Pick any two organisms on this
2: planet. They share a common ancestor at some point in the past. It doesn't matter if it's humans and chimpanzees, or humans and bananas right we've all, there we've, there's always a common ancestor at some point in the past
0: with the help of fossils scientists can make a rough estimate of when that common ancestor might have lived and when primates became primates
2: and the best bet is that that common ancestor of the two groups lived right around 66 million years ago maybe a little bit older than the impact that killed Uh, Most of the dinosaurs are maybe a little bit younger than the impact that killed most of the dinosaurs
1: Whoa, so what does he mean that the best bet is that they lived 66 million years ago?
0: Well, scientists do know that around the time of the impact that killed most of the dinosaurs Mammals started to go crazy diversifying
1: Oh, like, you know, now we have rodents, we got bears, we got a mastodon, some mammoths, those giant sloth things, 90 foot tall kangaroos.
0: But scientists just don't know when primates branched off from mammals into our own separate group.
1: And it's
2: 56 million years ago, 10 million years after that mass extinction event, that we actually
1: pick them up in the fossil record. The fossil record means the fossils that we've already found. It's not just like. You know, a book where we write them down.
0: Exactly. So Chris is saying that there's ten million years of primate evolution that we know nothing about that some future paleontologist might uncover.
1: And if any of you future paleontologists are listening right now and you in the deserts of West Texas discover an adorable little monkey rat, just think about maybe naming it after me. Like maybe Marshalicus monkey raticus. <laughs>
0: All right. So to answer Elena's question, the oldest primate that we know of is 56 million years old, but we could have a much, much, much older ancestor that we don't know yet.
1: But could we say whatever it is, that it is our great, 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 like a lot of greats, grandfather?
0: We can't exactly say that scientifically, but we are very, very distantly related The bigger picture is how that animal led to all of primates.
2: It's one piece of the overall puzzle of understanding the evolution of primates as a group.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I never thought about the extinction of dinosaurs and their relationship to us as humans. I mean, I still wish that there were dinosaurs that roamed the Earth, but I guess that we can't have both.
2: Oh, there are plenty of dinosaurs. I mean,
0: yes, they are <laughs> birds, they are birds, but um, the, the really big ones that we could maybe ride. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could they have been domesticated? Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's tough to say. Um, you might try putting a saddle on an ostrich.
1: I have tried that. I can't say that I recommend it as like an efficient way to get around. Ostriches don't really have backs, so it's hard to like sit on them.
0: And they run really fast away from you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they do. And also like they have these like velociraptor claws on their feet that they will kick you with.
0: Living dinosaurs. They are.
1: They're terrifying.
0: Well, maybe it's more realistic to imagine our tiny primate ancestors hanging out with dinosaurs
1: you think tiny monkey rats rode ostriches (laughs) oh my gosh there's
0: ostriches running really fast guys i think it was more like an unlikely friendship with a (laughs) (laughs) t-rex don't
1: worry this one's friendly
0: just in distant lands. Chris goes fossil hunting with his seven-year-old son near their home. What's the coolest thing that your son has found?
2: Oh my gosh. He picked up a jaw, a fossil jaw of a bison uh, eroding out of a creek bank.
1: So we'd love to challenge you to go looking for fossils. We'll have resources on our website to help you get started. If you find something, or even if you don't, and you just find some green slime, Send us a photo. We want to see it.
0: Check out our blog at tumblepodcast.com and get your boots on.
1: Thanks to Elena Deutsch for asking the question. Elena, if you're listening, have your parents write in and let us know that you heard
0: it. Thanks to Chris Kirk, professor of anthropology at the University of Texas at Austin. We have photos of my visit to the vertebrate paleontology lab, so you can get a good idea of how massive it is and you'll see how tiny Runia and Margarita are in comparison to a gigantic elephant skull. Check it out on our blog. We also want
1: your questions. Please email us at tumblepodcast at gmail.com or use our contact form on our website, tumblepodcast.com.
0: Don't forget to rate and review us in the newly renamed Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. It really helps other people discover the show. Our intern is Andrea Gonzalez.
1: Sarah Lentz is our associate producer.
0: I'm Lindsay, and I wrote and
1: produced this show. And I'm Marshall, and I made the music. Thanks so much for listening, and join us next time for more stories of science discovery.